Welcome to Be a Better Leader, our podcast focused in this round on change and how leaders help their themselves, their teams, and their organizations move through change. I'm Jennifer Colosimo. I serve as the president of Franklin Covey's Enterprise Division, and I'm joined today by Kurt Garbett an expert in change over 20 years, both as a practitioner and a researcher around this topic. Kurt, you also did a great job in our first session overviewing a model for change, a pattern that can help leaders move through that. Welcome to our second session. Thanks, Jen, excited to be here. So let's talk a little bit about a leader's role in navigating change. Why is it so critical that we're talking to leaders about change? So leaders are so critical because they, they're the most trusted source of information in, in an organization. They, they become the linchpins uh, when we're talking about finding success through change, um, largely because you know, that's who we tend to trust again, right? Our direct leader. So when they share their thoughts, their ideas, um, when, they, when they lead us through change, it helps us um, as individuals really understand where we're going and why we're going in that direction. When they have that mindset and they understand also that it's their job to drive change success, no matter where it starts, no matter if we're in the middle of the change, they really influence and increase their influence within the organization. Well, and I think that that's a really important point. I, I think many leaders see this, but some may not. You actually have a higher responsibility when it comes to change because of that formal leadership or informal leadership role. And Kurt, there are four leadership skills for leaders to master that help them and their teams navigate the patterns of change successfully. Could you go through those key skills? Absolutely. And, and what I love about this is we, as we've uncovered these four skills, this is probably the number one question I get from leaders is I understand that it's my job. I understand I'm supposed to do this and I'm not quite sure how. And so these four leadership skills, they really align well inside uh, the change model that we talked about last time. They're aligned with the four zones. The first one is the skill of envision. And, and in the zone of a, the zone of status quo, we're really asking them, can you really understand you know, what's coming your way? Can you envision what could come from this? If we can start creating and understanding what that vision is or could be, it takes some of the uncertainty away when, when we're dealing with change and allows us to, to move very, very quickly. It sounds like that helps them paint a picture for the future. See not just what's coming, but why. Absolutely. And, and what you're talking about, that communication element is so critical to change success. It's, it's actually the second skill. And when we talk about communication, we're really focusing on in changing times, how important dialogue is. Your ability to, to engage your people in conversations, whether it's as a team or, or as in a one-on-one -on -one situation and the ability to maintain you know, that two-way communication. We're talking about dialogue, not monologue. And that really well, helps eliminate some of the disruption and gain increased clarity because when we're engaging in, in dialogue, we're, we're enabling people to ask questions and gain clarity based on how they're seeing it. So it gives them the opportunity to accept change versus and, and start, start thinking about, so what should I do about it? 
Well, and it sits, as you've described it, between that zone of disruption and the zone of adoption. And frankly, Kurt, I think people, maybe it's just me, but leaders, especially new leaders, are sort of scared of that dialogue. What if I don't have every answer? What if people push back? It, do we help with, how would you suggest just overcoming that? I'd rather just tell them and never talk about it again. And why? Great point. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. We hear from leaders, well, I'm not sure I want to open up that dialogue. What if they ask me a question I don't understand or I don't know? And you know what? Welcome to work as it is today, you know, and, and, and helping leaders understand no one expects you to have all the answers, but we then get an opportunity to understand from, from our people, what are they really thinking about? What are they worried about? And if I don't have the answers to those questions, at least I now know them so I can go find answers for those questions. And, and it's a critical component. If we're going to move forward, we've got to help people get past the obstacles that they're thinking about. So true. Uh, and I think, you know, there's that fear that, well, they may not like what I say. Again, part of leadership, even the answer as we move forward. But this is what moves us into what you talk about as the third skill, which is engagement. Talk a little bit more about engagement and how these first two help us get to that point. Yeah, so as individuals, and this includes leaders, right? We go through this exact same process as leaders. As we get clarity and understand truly what's changing and why, and we can start formulating, so what could that lead to us for us? It gives us that opportunity to, to move into the zone of adoption. We actually get to make a choice, which is a big thing, because a lot of people don't think they have a choice when, when it comes to change. And we don't always get to decide whether the change happens or not, but we do get to make the decision of how we're going to engage in it and get on board. And that's what that, that's what that skill really is. The third skill comes down to engagement. Leaders engaging their teams so that as we work through things, as we, as we face setbacks, it gives us the opportunity to recommit to the change and continue to move working moving forward. And, and sometimes, to your point, we have those messages that they might not be the exact messages that people want to hear, but it is, it is where we're going and we need to make sure people understand that. Well, I love how um, what you're talking about is we're not, we're not trying to just rah, rah, rah our way through this change. We're looking at acknowledging the obstacles. Um, we have optimism, of course, but there's realism. We acknowledge them. We help prioritize. We help reduce. We help acknowledge that one's not going away. Um, how many times, Kurt, in your experience, what is there a percentage where we actually get to that zone of innovation as we go through this process? Great question. Um, and there's a lot of research out there, right? McKinsey, a lot of people have done research that shows that, that less than about 25% are ever making it into that zone of innovation. And, and recognizing, I think a big part of it, we're talking about it, you just highlighted it. Understanding and knowing that um, it's not about just following a process. Processes don't, you know, they don't automatically change. It's people that actually create the change inside your organization. So engaging them and, and working with them to move forward not just having blind optimism, but taking on the obstacles is, is a critical, critical component. So it's, it's key. If we're going to get to the zone of innovation, it's our people that are going to get us there. And that process of persistence um, is, is what's going to help us get there. So we've talked a lot, Kurt, about 
the key um, things that a leader should know that they should build in each of the, the, the four skills to navigate change successfully. Envision, have dialogue, engage even at the difficult times, and inspire in that zone of innovation to try to beat the percentages that so much research has said so we actually get repeatable innovation over and over. What are the key things a leader should know about each of those zones? Um, you've talked a lot about persistence. What are the four that tie to these skills? Yeah, so this notion of, of preparing, right? And really being able to see, so what's coming at me? What, what should I be prepared for? So I'm not surprised when, when change comes along. It doesn't mean that we won't be surprised at times, but if we're actively looking um, and, and trying to understand where things are going, where we're going, it, again, it helps us prepare and get ready for where we need to go. So when it comes time to change, we can more effectively and quicker. In the zone of disruption, this notion of, of clarify, of gaining clarity as an individual, as a team, and understanding what's changing and why, what got us to this point, and, and what are we trying to do to, to, to move forward with it? When we can start gaining that understanding, that clarity, now we know what we're getting on, on, the, on, on, on the bus with. Boy, I can't say that. <laughs> now we're saying, I know where to go and what to do. I, I know what I'm engaging in instead of sitting back and, and trying to figure out what it is. So that, that notion of dialogue, engaging your people, um, and understanding how they're seeing things and where they're going, that's going to be that's going to be key. So the, the skill there and the principle is really clarify. When we move into the zone of adoption, this is where persistence, right? We're trying to engage our team. And the way that we engage them is by helping them identify what's this mean for me? And, and what could I gain as we go through this change? What could this lead to that's going to be positive for me? And, and that's a critical thing. When people can make that connection, our experience has been they really start moving the needle. When it becomes kind of their idea, they really engage and start moving forward. So that notion of, of engaging and persistence and learning, if I had to sum it up in one word, I would say this zone of adoption is where we're going to learn and we're going to try new things. And, and that's okay. That's part of the process because it gives us an opportunity to commit and recommit to the change. Finally, this, this, the zone of innovation, when we get there, as I mentioned on our last call, this isn't about planting a flag and declaring victory. This gives us an opportunity to reflect on, look at what we've accomplished and then step back and say, okay, so now where do we go? How can we build upon this? What will this now allow us to do? And what can we turn this in to amplify the new results that we're achieving and get even more? Really helpful, Kurt, and thank you so much for joining us. To our listeners, as you think about yourself as a leader, as you think about your team, how can you envision change and help your team prepare for it? Should you be better and work on improving dialogue with your team about the change and how to clarify it? Not shying away and being fearful, but diving into that dialogue even if you don't know all the answers. Engaging your team to persist in the face of obstacles or inspiring curiosity to help explore the opportunities that we can see in the future to further innovate. Thank you for joining us and for some helpful free resources on how to navigate change and turn uncertainty into opportunity. Please visit us at franklincovey.com.